Erica. And Liana. Come join us on Patreon. Where you can unlock weekly episodes, videos, and... Be invited to Patreon-exclusive Zoom meetups. Just download the Patreon app and search for Night Guys Podcast. Or go to the website, www.patreon.com forward slash nightguyspodcast. You can join for as little as $2 a month for full access. See you on Patreon. Squiddle deedle 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 deedle. It's Erica. And it's Liana. And this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff, supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime. And today we have a very special guest. We're not doing very news. Special. We're launching right into it. Today we have Christian West. He is the country clairvoyant. You can find him at on Instagram at the country clairvoyant. Christian, say hi. Hello. <laughs> we're so excited to have you. We are very excited. You are I'm excited awesome. to be here. <laughs> oh yay! That makes three of us. That's always a good start. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, if you don't mind, like I, I could talk about you, but I think I'd rather have everybody hear what you have to say, like what you offer for people and what you're doing yeah. in your life. <laughs> so. Uh, so I've landed on the term intuitive or intuitive luminary, but I guess you could call me a, a psychic medium, uh, like uh, intuitive astrologer. Okay. You know, there, there's any numbers of things that you could land on. Um, and, and yeah, and I actually started doing this years ago because de- dead people started showing up and, and they had shown up my whole life. And so I was like, oh, I, oh, okay. There this are dead people. What's, yeah, it was <laughs> like, I, and, and my just my knowingness right the, the my ability my intuition we say that just blew up at the same time and i was like uh and then i heard a voice to in my head as you know happens of inspiration i'll call it that mm-hmm. to start the country clairvoyant and start you know offering sessions to people uh three what over three years ago now like around 27 into 2017 and here i am today so this is it i love it i love that so many times when we've spoken with like empaths and uh, mediums they always have that in common where it's like so i i saw dead people or i heard them and it's so it's just so fascinating to me like part of me i feel crazy for saying this but part of me is like always been a little bit jealous because i find so much comfort in the idea that like I'm seeing the proof of like something after this and I love that and it's so frustrating because I'm I think I want it so bad that everything's like no you want you're too thirsty like get out of here (laughs) (laughs) and um I think it's I just think it's so cool like was it scary for you like were you like like a little a little baby Christian like seeing these things or were you a little bit yeah when I when I was a kid, it was scary. So oh. it, it was there when I was a kid and then it went away for a long time. Maybe, well, long time is in about probably 15 years or so. Oh, wow. Um, and then it, and then, yeah. And, and my, my ability, my intuition never went away. Uh, my spiritual practice didn't go away because I started very young. 
but um but being able to communicate like with the dead people and things showing up i guess that actually came maybe it wasn't 15 years i felt the presence of things but i was just like stay the hell away from me (laughs) we are not doing this i was like i am not talking to dead people go and i was told in my early 20s we're like oh that's something you can do and i was like yeah no thank you i was like interesting i I get it that would be really scary and it's like with anything that's kind of in the like other or paranormal realm like if you're it's scary to talk about it because it's like oh now I'm gonna not only have to be dealing with the things I'm seeing now I'm welcoming like regular people to like kind of hate on it and then dissect that for me and it's like I don't need that yeah (laughs) it's a lot I didn't know that you could actually push that away that's really cool because I thought it was just going to be one of those things that would quite literally haunt you forever and you know, it does for some people. It depends on where you are in life. Okay. You know, there, I forget her name, but Patricia Arquette was in the show Medium. Oh, you know, she, yes. you know, she drank for years to push it away. And I noticed that my ex, who was an alcoholic, was incredibly empathic, like remarkably, and he drank it away. Mm. Um, and actually, right as I met him is when really the powers exploded. It was in 2013, the end of 2013. Actually, the week I met him, I also had met the Dalai Lama Whoa. in Atlanta. He had come um, to Emory to to give talks. And and then, so I met him that week, interestingly enough, but I his mother showed up in my living room. And this, wow. was, this was not the first time that I was really hit with something, but it was one of the more powerful moments when it was starting to trickle in. Um, and he, um, and a year later, I had my, my, my godmother's grandfather show up. He was sitting on the steps of her apartment and I saw him and I didn't know who he was. I met him when I was really young and I went in to tell her there's a man in overalls and a white <laughs> t-shirt with like, uh, with like chewing on a piece of grass wow. or something. And she, and she looked at me, she said, that's my grandfather. Wow. And then fast forward back to my ex and his mother um you know I live two hours outside of Atlanta and I posted an ad to to date someone in Atlanta because there was nothing around me and so (laughs) um so he answered it and um come to find out he was driving past me for the last two weeks literally passing my house two hours away because where he grew up was just 30 minutes from me he had no idea I was up there by the way he thought I was in Atlanta and, uh, but he was driving up to take care of his mother's stuff. And she came through really strong. I mean, wow. she had lots to say. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I Wow. And at that point in time, I was more accepting of it. Because I think at that point in time, I had figured out what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I decided that if you're not connected to somebody that I'm reading, um, you need to go away. You need to... Oh, okay. <laughs> you need you know, I, I can't, um, I said, I'll bring them to me. I, I can't just go reading anyone. Um, or, uh, you know, when a dead person shows up, I'm like, okay. And, and what, <laughs> oh like, God. what, what, uh, you I know, what, a, what am I going to do? I was like, I need a physical, you know, person. If you have some unresolved business, mm-hmm. you need to go find that person. So yeah. And come to find out his mother was, she was really, demanding but she was bipolar um and an alcoholic herself so she she definitely had that energy going on and she was very upset that they did not bury her with any of her jewelry 
Oh, wow. Now, why do you think that is? Is that kind of like a inside info on when you pass? Like you have, is it because like physically, like in her, like, like apparition body, like if she had it with her, would like it show up or is it just, she wanted it for her or not anyone else to get it in the living? Like, like, Uh, she sounds like she was just selfish. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I get it. I'd want my stuff too. (laughs) I think that was part of it. I think part of it was just respect and reverence Mm. just to recognize who she was to be seen got it because she she liked her jewelry and then there was something interesting that had also happened when he was a teenager is some of her jewelry had gone missing and oh. i'm pretty sure he he stole it um oh, and sold it okay she wanted it with and her she would keep it safe yeah yeah so she was upset about that and of course he was drunk one night we were driving home and I was like I didn't realize how drunk he was because at the time I didn't know he was a very high functioning alcoholic and um and I said what's the thing like about like the stealing of the jewelry and he goes how do you know this and I've already and I've already I already told her years ago she keeps bringing that up and 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 I already told her oh you know yeah it was really interesting so do you think (laughs) his mom was showing up so strong for you because she kind of foresaw that connection between you guys kind of coming up I think so I mean too coincidental yeah I mean I really think you know that uh, there was this if if we want to say a certain meant to be-ness about that there was a lot of synchronicity that came on and I don't like the term twin flame, but if you really wanted to describe <laughs> a relationship as that, like if, if you, all the things you hear about it, that was basically what it was. That I was mean, it. It was just, it was like, you know, I got punched in the face with a lot of different um, lessons that, that, by the way, I had already gone through already, oh. which is why I don't believe in a twin flame. Cause I was like, well, then I've had friggin' 10 of them. Enough, enough flames. I know, I know. I was like, I'm done with it was like damn i'm repeating some karma here over and over again (laughs) apparently i'm just i was banging my head against the wall oh my god Um, no but it it was but that relationship just the time of being there i also got very sick because i had a tooth abscess and my and i actually i had several tooth abscesses and in that time and a lot of pain and i was diagnosed with something called trigeminal neuralgia so intense face pain that literally feels like you were shot in the face no. um, to the point where you can't function. And then I, because of the antibiotics, I'd already had Crohn's disease. So taking so many antibiotics oh like flared that up again. So my acupuncturist, I told him, I was like, cause he was very spiritual. And I said, the dead people keep showing up. And he's like, well, when you're the, he said, you've been really close to death uh, a handful of times mm-hmm. over the last few years. He said, they will show up for you that way just the veil just got really thin yeah do you think you were naturally inclined to kind of have this gift and then like how he's saying if you were kind of like on that line like later on in life do you think it just amplified it even more for you then like it got stronger but I think we all have this gift to some capacity, just, you know, some people are artists, some people are accountants, some people are, but an accountant could draw if he wanted to, he might not be very good at it, but right. if he wanted to, he can do it. <laughs> he can do it all. So, can still pick up a pencil. Yeah, exactly. So we all have the capacity to, to, to do it. But, but I think anybody who's been close to death will tell you they felt 
things or oh, were connected yeah. to things, you know, um, that they they weren't aware of before. And then a lot of people, these gifts show up when when they've had cancer or um, Trauma, or gone probably. through. Some, yeah, exactly. Some form of life changing event, because it basically just removes all of that. We want to call it ego stuff, which was interesting because when the dead started showing up as an adult, I wasn't as afraid, but I, I could differentiate between what was what. Mm -hmm. So wow. at that point in time. So, so wow. I have a question that I've, I don't think I've asked anybody before, but I'm kind of curious what your take is on this. Do you think that ghosts or spirits or, you know, whatever are here physically, or do you think they're kind of more of an echo or I guess not physically, but I guess just like, do you think they're on this same plane or they're on? So where, where I love you that think question. Are? I love that question because, you know, I, I watched a ghost show. My mom was in love with the ghost shows. Mm -hmm. and, and I guess I was for a minute. And then I was like, okay, like, like I, I wasn't learning anything from them. I was like, they go to these places. It's cool. Okay. But they did confirm a few things. And one thing was like, my mom had a spinning wheel. She was an antique collector. And I kept seeing a woman standing next to it, um, like dressed in like that old, you know, turn of the century kind of garb. Sure. And, and growing up and especially as a teenager when we moved into when we moved down to Atlanta for some reason I saw it probably because it was in a very prominent place it was by the fireplace so you could see it from the kitchen and out of a corner of my eye but then I realized I kept tuning in and I was like I, at a very young age I was like I think that's just an imprint mm. so I think there are the ghosts that are this physical imprint on an object or it's like going to a sacred space or okay. you know something like that the energy accumulates so the, I think there's that kind of like entity or spirit which really isn't cognizant mm -hmm. um and then you have the ones that i think are kind of lost that i think are interdimensional to some degree because you know it would but you know think of thought thought forms you know the spiritual teachers will tell you our thought forms become th th thoughts become things mm -hmm. so it's almost like maybe they're in that realm of thought oh, okay. um, but they're also here so i think they're the ones that are confused they don't know what happened and i think the ones that they do know but there's like a there's like the the holding room you know where they're they don't go but they're they're aware but they can kind of just hang out and do their thing another circumstance that happened um in 2018 actually i had i had just left my ex at the time we had been together almost five years and it was very difficult but um i had another ex who was only 50 who died of a massive heart attack oh. And he came through very, very strongly. And it was interesting to see him because he was deciding to kind of hang out for a while. And I still feel him. But when I saw him, there was all this light and wow. all these people around him. And I hadn't seen that yet. So he was, he could have crossed over, I feel like if he wanted to, but he was, he kind of became like this little spirit guide. And he said, I'm going to help you do a few things before Aww. I go. That's beautiful. Um, that's yeah, so but I special. think he's doing that for a few people. Yeah, because cool, he was a writer. He always wanted to be. A, it was funny. He called himself a writer, but he was he did photography. He never wrote anything. <laughs> or he wrote very short things. So I was always like a writer's soul. <laughs> exactly right. I was like, why, why, why are you you say you're a writer, but you're not writing. So writers have to write. Um, but he was, you know, insecure and dealt with. I'm sure with at this point in time in Rochester, dealt with his own trauma. But he came through and he said, "I'm going to help you get some of your books." Um, finished and published so um so i feel him come through periodically and and that's pretty interesting um but i yeah so i think there's that and then i think there's spirit guides who 
you know, who are kind of on that, which led, which is why I told that story. Cause then I think there are people that have passed, maybe we call them their ancestors too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, our loved ones are guardian angels, things like that. I think, um, I think there's that. And then I think there are these collective spirit guides like the Christ or Quan Yin, or even if you're witchy Hecate, you know, mm -hmm. like the, these energies that, um, that you can call on that are more amorphous. They're not necessarily connected to that one being anymore, as much as this kind of, you know, yeah, um, like a nature spirit or like a kind of, I get what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cause people, people of course call Christ Jesus all the time, but really the Christ is an energy to me and it's Christ because we don't call Siddhartha. We don't call Buddha Siddhartha, you know, yeah. we call him Buddha. So I think there are all these different layers to it and these different dimensions to, uh, to the things that come through. And I think what like the ghost hunters mostly pick up on is they, they'll pick up on those, um, um, on those imprints, mm -hmm. you like know, the residual. Of a, the residual exactly and there's something i've thought of recently too is the fact that these might be parts of people's souls because there's something of course in the shamanic tradition of of soul retrieval so i think sometimes people will leave that part of themselves that and oftentimes a very painful part of mm -hmm. themselves oh. which becomes the haunting or the poltergeist yeah you know? interesting <laughs> so in a way it's kind of a positive if because that means they maybe shed that trauma and they've moved on without it potentially. Well, it, to me, it's they left their trash in somebody else's place. <laughs> so their echo That's is so just funny. trash echo. Like, I like your exactly. version better. <laughs> so, so I'll give you an example, y'all, that happened. And I, I, I've only told this to a few people, so I'm going to put it out there in the world. Oh, Something great. that I call there these. I call them the walking trash balls. Um, <laughs> So you got to coin well, that. You got to get that yeah. trademark. <laughs> Put that on the shirt. <laughs> Done. Right, right. Um, because what, so I was at a spiritual retreat in North Georgia at a place called Center for Spiritual Light uh, uh, two years ago, maybe. Um, and Roy Eugene Davis was a disciple, the last disciple of, of the spiritual teacher Paramahansa Yogananda, who came over and taught Kriya Yoga and different things to the States. He was like, he, he was really one of the first spiritual gurus here and, 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 and set a lot of the, the, the spiritual things we see today in the New Age movement into motion. He really started, if you want to say, the New Age movement here in, in the States. And so, um, uh, but was riding the wave, right? Because the turn of the century, we had all the spiritual mm -hmm. lists come in and, and the psychics and all of that stuff during the Victorian age and all those things. There's a great book, by the way, I think it's called Spirit Photography that the um, MoMA in New York had um, uh, with all these different photos of ghosts oh, and different oh. things from the turn of the century. That was pretty great. So, you know, when he came over here, it was in the 20s, I think, you know, it, it, he he was riding that wave because there were all these people who who were um, who were really getting into it. Well, Roy Eugene Davis in, in the 50s uh, before Paramahansa Yogananda died in 54 was a disciple for like four years and he went and started his own community um, years later there in North Georgia. So wow. of course I was living in Atlanta. So I go up Great. there and he, and he had just passed, um, mm. just months before I, I, I went, um, I, I'd already met him and, and, and whatnot. So, um, but he had just passed. So 
there were several houses on, on, on the, on the property. And I, I was staying in one of them and, and I felt his presence, or at least I thought I did. And he was a very tall and it looked kind of like him, but not, I was like, you look kind of peaked. And I was like, what is this? And he was again, a lot taller and was like crouching down, um, in, in the hallway. And I was like, what is, I was like, is, is that your spirit? Roy? I was like, is that you Roy? And, and, and of course I got the yes, but then it didn't feel like him. I was like, this is something else. Ooh. And I had never Ooh. recognized it before. Yeah. I was like, what is this? Well, I realized that it was the conglomeration of everyone that had gone there and they'd left their trash and it had come together in this kind of entity and roamed the property because he said, I'm here for your stuff. And I was like, "Uh, my stuff is not your stuff. Like, I'm here to alchemize it myself. Like, I'm not just going to throw my trash for yeah. it to be picked up why do you so, want it that seems fishy <laughs> well exactly so what are you so gonna to do with it, was it? A, right so to me it was like a thought form it was something and all these other people's trauma and thought forms that they had left on the property had like conglomerated and I had felt this before I didn't know what it was um and and I think they roam the earth I think there are these things things that show up sometimes when we feel a dark presence it's that thing it's not so much a demon as much as just this thing coming and being like get, feed me right mm-hmm. feed me like Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors you know <laughs> um the you know the big plant oh, feed yeah. me feed me and I was wow. like no I'm not feeding you and I said you have to go now so like I, I envisioned light around it and I saw it disperse but I saw it very much so like Dracula 1993 Dracula <gasps> Gary Oldman Dracula disperse into rats and mice and it was very interesting because I had two other people staying with me on the property and the rest of the time I never heard them but the rest of the time they kept complaining that they heard mice in the walls (laughs) after that whoa (laughs) I know I was like you're like whoa whoa "Whoa." hold on (laughs) I know I was like okay from whatever that thing is yeah so I don't think they're necessarily bad but once I tuned into it it was interesting once you tune into an energy those energies show up they're like oh somebody can see us and recognize us let's go to that person so I've had that happen a handful of other times and have to and actually I was calling them the manticores because you know a manticore is like uh, a lion a scorpion Mm -hmm. like it's all these different animals like mashed into one so I just I call them the manticores because they they look or they're chimeric too because they can change shape and form so that's an entity a lot of people don't talk about but I yeah I call them the walking trash heaps where people (laughs) just dump their stuff and I think when we do soul retrievals like we call those pieces back uh, to 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 heal you know we we call it back and and we walk through the anger or the fear or the shame or the grief that maybe we dropped off somewhere along the way um in our in our soul's development and when we're healing we we it comes back so that we can take care of our own stuff and be responsible for yeah not leave it everywhere for other people to deal with yeah because because what i see is just a lot of people throwing trash everywhere every day (laughs) that's i just see people going like no 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 and i'm like "Mm, okay yeah you can't ignore it it'll come back yeah i think too you gotta gotta get rid of it in the right way you gotta recycle it. That's what I'm saying. Not just toss it. <laughs> yeah, send send it to Mother Earth. Send it to it, some people. Send it to the angels, and the angels take it or your guides. Like right. there, there's multiple things that you can do. Um, to, to, because you know energy is like anything else. That you know, Mother Earth, everything's cradle to cradle. You know, so that nothing is created on Mother Earth that doesn't get 
um, recycled and, and taken back into Mother Earth, unless you're a human and you create forever chemicals and plastics, then... <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so much it makes me so involved with that topic. Yeah, exactly. That's a whole other subject. But but humans do that. Think about it. Humans produce just a lot of trash. And so if we're not being conscious of of, of how we're taking that energy and using it, mm-hmm. uh, then we could just leave it. We could yeah. just leave it places. Yeah. So speaking of recycling. Do you have any past life experiences that you can recall, or do you think reincarnation <laughs> is totally bogus? No, I, I, I absolutely, I, I perceive reincarnation as, 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 as absolutely a reality of our experience here, mm-hmm. because energy is neither created nor destroyed, um, and there is this consciousness that no one can explain, uh, no scientist, no one that that exists. Yeah. It just exists. And so, you know, we go back, if we go back in time, it's like, is it the chicken or the egg type of talk, you know, which I don't think really matters. It's just like, where does this consciousness come from? How is it here? And it just is. So, so my perception is absolutely. And it's funny you should ask because I recently I've said, okay, some things have accelerated for me in my development. So I said, okay, if there's something I need to know, bring it into my consciousness, please. And and let me know. So I had an Instagram friend reach out last week and say, Hey, would you like to do a regression? And, um, you know, I have some free time this week and, you know, do you mind kind of giving me a shout out? And I was like, absolutely. I said, sure. So, so I did that last week, but I was already aware Again, when I was a teenager, I had my first past life come in. I've been a hoe in a lot of past lives, literally. I've been a prostitute. Um, and I remember three where I was a prostitute and one where I was a madam. So I was oh. really big in that energy. Yeah, hey, um, whatever. Teach their own. Yeah, I'm exactly, only laughing so. because I love it. That's, that's yeah. it. <laughs> no, that, I, mean, I say it because it is funny. I, um, yeah, as a courtesan, that's the first life I remembered. I, wow. I saw a movie called Dangerous Beauty, um, about Veronica, the Veronica Franco, and I actually did a, a in college, I did a whole paper on her because she was a writer. Because in, um, you know, Renaissance Italy, the courtesans were the only ones, only women that could be educated, oh. so they had access to the libraries um and and basically were the only equals to men within society but they were also heavily resented um by their female counterparts who were like the wives of these men because they knew that they were you know sleeping with them and knew more than them Mm -hmm. yeah um and so that so that happened um and then there was a life as a geisha i remembered i remembered I was in a healing session and, and I remembered being a slave and then remembered being a Jewish person during a Blitzkrieg um, in 19, in the the late 1930s um, or the very beginning of world war two in Poland. Um, Yeah. And he saw it too. So I was like, he started describing what he saw. And then I was like, Oh my God, that's what I saw. So it was really interesting. And I had had these weird bruises that I had been, I guess, shackles on my legs that had started showing up at that time. Um, And uh, this was around 2000. 
yeah it was like 2012 so it's when the gifts started to show up more past lives started to show up so mm. and i find the spiritual teachers will say this you'll start to remember them as needed you don't have to because i believe whatever the patterns we carry in whatever lessons we need we can learn in this life but sometimes there are parallels and sometimes we remember past lives sure. just because yeah so um, and they can support our journey to some degree mm-hmm. totally sorry no no you definitely have the floor <laughs> Um, no, no, ask the question. Um, well, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, so I just have so many questions. So with reincarnation, do you think if we return, do you think it's because we missed out on a lesson? Or I guess also what I'm trying to ask too is I heard recently an idea about reincarnation and that it's that when people pass, you know, you see like the light and we're kind of to assume that's like a good thing, like light it's, you know, bright and seems welcoming and warm, but I heard a theory that the light is actually there to kind of trick you to get sucked back into being reincarnated. And that Um, it's like a trick to be reincarnated. Like you actually don't want to is the end goal to be like, (laughs) you know, like in the like collective and like, and now I've made it and I have all the knowledge and everything's here. And if you get reincarnated, it's like, shoot, I took, I picked door number one and I should have picked two. <laughs> hmm. that, that could be one perception. You know, this is my thought is some people might disagree with me, but a lot of teachers will say this. And I found that's out is life is for entertainment purposes only. So I think we take on the avatar of the meat suit and, and <laughs> yeah. it's like when we reincarnate, we literally go into a, a go. We can go into a closet and go. Well, I want this to be my wardrobe in my next life. And so you pick out of the closet what your wardrobe is going to be. And so you come here. So for me, my wardrobe has been, you know, the personal trainer, the artist, the the gay guy, the um, um, the designer, uh, the psychic medium. Um, you know, I have a lot of hats that I've worn in this life, but I, <laughs> I think, like them all. But, but thank you. Well, and to your point, I think where we are now, because information is so readily available, I think we can live multiple and options are so readily available because of that information and the things are readily available is that we're capable of living many past lives and, and, and looking at a lot of what I would say our karma, our patterns are in, in, um, in in this life so to 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 your point i think sometimes the universe is very algorithmic which would be proven by at least the form of the world is algorithmic Mm -hmm. so if we're attached to form nature in some capacity then we will come back because we're attached to it and that's described by the buddhist and 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 hinduism as the as samsara as the ocean of birth and and rebirth um or you can call it death and rebirth but really there's no death it's just the rebirth which is why i don't like that term anymore i was like i'm tired of being reborn i just want to be me i just want to be in the light (laughs) at this point in my life um but it's interesting because it's uh i i think to your point yeah it could be that because if we're caught up in a in a the momentum of something a, a pattern then we'll we'll relive the pattern to some degree Makes but sense. i still think but i still think it's for entertainment purposes only and and what humans don't realize is is the history that they have of great violence and 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 
and sadness and grief and all the things that humans seem to be so good at perpetuating on the planet, to me, is really not something that's been for very long in the scheme of the universe. If you look at the age of the mm-hmm. universe and you look at the planet Earth, so to me, we're just in this evolutionary process where we're stuck in a pattern and it's just freaking time to stop it. So I, then we can- Amen. <laughs> because we're, we're all artists. We, we have the ability to choose everything. We wake up every day. What am I going to wear? How am I going to style my hair? You know, what am I going to put oils on me? You know, to smell a certain way. What music am I going to listen to? We have a lot of choices that we have autonomy over. And my thought is if you have autonomy over these small things, you can certainly have autonomy over bigger things. We can't have autonomy over people. Um, so which means that you get to create your, your, your life. Which means that it is for entertainment purposes only, but we've been handed a lot of trash. (laughs) So we got to sort through the trash. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. I find the treasure. (laughs) I get frustrated when people say like, oh no, like fate's fully like, you know, you have no choice. Like, I don't believe that. That's why I think some people with like getting readings or tarot readings, they're kind of like scared because it's like, ah, oh, you're going to pull the tower card and everything's over for me and all these things. And it's like, no, I think it's just like maybe like there's something you should think about and then you can act accordingly. I don't think I, yes. I hate the idea that we have no no choice. It's like it's already been written. It's like, no, I don't think so do you know that's what fate literally means is it has already been said that's what the root of the word fate is so to your point it's already been written so to some degree our fate and i've been studying this recently i just finished reading Sadhguru, um the spiritual teacher's book uh karma and you know there's a lot of research that shows that we carry our ancestor stuff. So either we're fated by the, our inheritance, which is to say that, and I've decided I don't want the inheritance of my friggin' ancestors. They can have it back. Um, as there's been a lot of pain and, and patterns I don't want to live. Um, so it's interesting because there was a study done in Emory University in Atlanta of mice, and they would they would in they would put the scent of cherries within the cage, and then the mice would <clears throat> and they would shock the mice. Well, it got to the point where they didn't have to shock the mice anymore, right? And then they I think it was five generations later, those baby mice. So their great 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 grandparents were the ones that were shocked. And then those baby mice remembered that the scent of the smell of cherries meant something dangerous, never oh. been shocked, never had the experience wow, themselves like, and, and still showed up. Yeah. That's a trip. It's like yeah, they're right? changing like their genetic code. Like it's like it, imprinted. Yep. Like that's wow. Yep. That's a through, lot. Through memory through but think about it how does a spider remember how to spin a web yeah (laughs) yeah and this has been done with crows too generations of crows later will remember a person's face oh that's sweet i like that i gotta work on being friends with more crows i've been trying to leave i've been trying to leave gifts in our backyard i'm like okay i'm gonna be friends awesome (laughs) exactly you know it's interesting because my grandfather was annoyed with the crows so when crows ever show up for me they're about ancestral things and it's interesting because the crows now never come into my grandparents yard they're always on one side of the yard but never within it because 
my grandfather made it very clear that he was not going to be friends with the crows because they were like they would do they would That's steal funny. things from the backyard mm-hmm. and do all these things and get into his food his grapes he was growing and all these different things and so yeah so oh, yeah. he yeah so it's anyway, cute it's pretty great so how do we yeah. how do we shed our ancestors trash to use your term <laughs> yeah right right is that Jeez, like a a lifelong kind of work on it, it is it is for some people for most of us yes because you know i'll give you another story that happened recently that i love that that confirmed what i just read in the book um was there i just met this young woman and she had this dream of being pecked by chickens and she was afraid of chickens and i say dream but it was really a memory that she never had wasn't hers well, finally, you know, as a girl, she she told, you know, her mom that and I guess her grandmother was there and her grandmother said that happened to me. And she had never been told oh. the story. She didn't know. She, she was she was ter- deathly terrified of chickens two generations later. Wow. And so how do, so to answer your question, how do we do that? We become conscious of it. We realize that it's not ours. So in that case, you can go, do I need to be afraid of chickens because it happened to my great grandmother? Wow. No. That no, makes so I, much sense. That what to. you I expected a huge like transformative crazy answer, but you're right. You just <laughs> like oh, bring it into your consciousness. Just be aware. <laughs> acknowledge it and go. I mean, it's kind of really like anything in life. Like if I'm staring at an apple and like a bag of Skittles, it's like, well, I should probably pick that one instead of just mindlessly start eating the Skittles and ignoring yeah. it. <laughs> Well, it's funny because it's not mindless. Actually, that's mindful because you're full of thoughts. Going, True. I, I want the Skittles because the Skittles taste good and they're fun. But you're also full of thoughts because you're shitting on yourself going, <laughs> I should choose this one. So, right. So it gets really complex. So then you just go, well, and that's where I spiral and then start crying and, uh, <laughs> and right, then right? throw my negative trash in my house. <laughs> exactly. So, so what you do is you pause and you go, well, you know, I might eat the Skittles, a few Skittles right now, but I'll eat the other stuff too. It's, it, you know, because it's going to support my health and well, my well-being. So you make it very practical. That's, that's part of my thing. So like you said, it wasn't a big like answer it's just, because it's not, it's just, yeah. it's just what's going to work for me now. If I eat the Skittles and I eat a whole bag of them, I might feel sick later. Do I want to feel sick later mm-hmm. just to have that, that, that sensory experience right. um, of the sugar or, or do I, do I not? want to do that and in and in yeah oh i was gonna say sometimes it's it's comforting to hold on to trauma even probably if it's not our own just because you know it like you're saying with coming back again again because it's familiar and it's well like i'd rather the horrible thing i know than the potential of something that could be worse and unknown well, yeah, because that's the, our brain is, has a built-in negativity bias, so it always goes something worse. Oh yeah, for chance. sure. Liana and I are horrible right. for that. <laughs> right? We'll spiral right? each other right. all day, every day. Yep. <laughs> well, so you want to interrupt that? You know, the best thing for that is interrupt it with gratitude. What do I have right now? And and my so speaking of fate, I, I meditated on this a lot earlier this year, and I learned the term because I did this healing, and the Norns, the fates showed up. The the Viking uh, fates um, from Norse mythology and the healing. And I was like, oh, let me research these bitches. And so I, 
I started looking into what fate is and, and all of those things. And, and, and really, cause I've been on this track of really unraveling my own karma and my own narratives and my own patterns for many years. And it seems to be coming to a head. So I was like, let's look at that. So if fate is what has been spoken or what's happened before that then we carry. Then my thought is, is let's just shed the baggage by becoming aware of it. But, but, I am a, I think I posted this in, in a tweet or a meme or something. It's like, you know, my, my biggest flex is, um, is coming up with worst case scenarios mm-hmm. and then creating a crisis to live through those worst case scenarios. Um, and then rising like a Phoenix from those worst case scenarios, um, and then repeating it again. And so, mm-hmm. and it's true. Um, it's like, let me have this great story of overcoming because my personal importance likes the story of overcoming. So let me pick a crisis circumstance to live through. And then I'll have a story to say, look at what I did. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I think most of us do this, but I decided, I said, well, if I can come up with worst case scenarios and, and make that happen, then I can certainly come up with best case scenarios and make those happen. Mm-hmm. I like that much better. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. You're hundred percent right. Again, it's like, it's something, it's very frustrating that something so simple can be so hard. <laughs> So, so since we're speaking about ghosts and things, do you know in Buddhism, do you know what the patterns are called and what I, I like this call? I like this guy. They're called the hungry ghosts. Oh, so they're the hungry ghosts. So they want to be fed and they want to, they, they, they want the pattern wants to keep going. So it's a hungry ghost. Feed me, feed me those worst case scenarios, feed me those things so I can keep going. Yeah. Think about that because our thoughts become things, thoughts become emotions. So we give emotion to it. We give energy to it and then we act on it or or in some capacity. So it's a, yeah. So once we become aware of those thoughts that are those hungry ghosts from our past and we carry the hungry ghosts. So I just said to, to another thing is people are, you know, walking trash balls, throwing their trash away. They're also, they're, they're, they're walking haunted houses and they're being haunted by their past. Completely. So I agree. do you think that people's dreams also create these things for them? I, I don't, I don't know if I'm quite wording it right, but I think that do you think that dreams have a lot to do with with these uh, negative negative emotions that that we can't get out of? I guess because like I have yeah. I have weird dreams like all the time. I just told Erica a really really weird one this morning, and she was like, "Oh, we should ask him about that." I'm like, I don't know about that, but like I have weird dreams a you lot. Can. Yeah, because I think I think our dream life, just like with tarot or even astrology, points to mm-hmm. archetypes. And if we can find their personal archetypes, then we can we can uncover things. So I'll give you an example. So um, for years, I've had haunted house dreams. Oh, okay, okay, let's go to that. Because the third house we lived in in Richmond, Virginia, that I grew up in, we moved about every five years as a kid because mm-hmm. uh, my dad was always, it was always bigger and better. We're going to a bigger, better house. Dad's got a bigger, better job, oh, all that man. stuff. So we just, you know, we did that. So in our third house, we lived on Native American property, actually. It was the Powhatan Nation. Well, most of all of Richmond is all of the states are really, but mm-hmm. you know, it was yeah. very concentrated, oh, right? Man. Very concentrated energy. And so a lot of shit went down in that house. So it was really a lot of scary stuff and a lot of ghost stories and interesting things. Um, And so 
I would still dream of being in that house. And every time that dream presents, if there's a haunted house dream, it is because I feel like I lack control in my life because mm -hmm. the ghosts are moving things in the house and doing things that I don't want them to do and creating havoc. And I'm like, so at this point, because I've become aware of my own process, I was like, okay, what pattern is presenting? Mm, okay. um, and it's interesting because I had one recently. I had one last Monday and the ghost, it was weird in the dream. I was in a hotel and, and I told them I'm an empath and medium. And I told them, don't put me in the most, don't put me in the most haunted room because I know you have them. Well, they did, I guess, as a joke. Oh. And so oddly enough, what I did in the room is I hung up sheets so that I could see the form because I felt someone in the room oh. and I hung up a sheet and then it emerged. But it was I could tell it was very angry and then it came at me and then I woke up. Wow. But I love it because I've changed my awareness. It was very much so a night. It was very nightmarish because there was a lot of fear because I feel like I don't have control in the dream. Something is taking control of the circumstance. Mm -hmm. I can't see it. I can't touch it. I can't do anything about it, but it can hurt me yeah. is how I feel in the dream. Well, I woke up because, and then I was, la I laughed. And the first thing out of my mouth is the hungry ghosts are right now angry ghosts. <laughs> and I laughed. That was like, and, and I've been really resolving a lot of anger over the years. Um, and, um, and, and so it's just really interesting. And, and again, where does this anger come from? I think my ancestry. I don't mm -hmm. think it's all mine. I think it's also my ancestors. And then another dream I've had for many years is a serial killer dream. So I'm being chased by a serial killer. I have to fight a serial killer. And, and in, it, remember, it was in January of 2018. Again, I had just left my ex. And I had a dream where I was a detective hunting a serial killer. Wow. But, but I was also the serial killer. No. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. So I was hunting myself in the dream. And to me, that said that whatever the self-sabotaging behaviors, whatever the, the things are that are harmful, mm -hmm. um, it, it's my responsibility to look at. I'm the one doing it, but my brain shuts it off and goes, no, that's not you. Let's tell the story of this person, right? Oh, Let's not wow. tell the story of the quote unquote shadow self or whatever you want to call it. Um, um, let's only, because in the dream, I slowly started to remember um, the, the, the sites I was investigating. I was like, I've been here before. I know this. And I was like, oh my God, it's me. I'm the one doing this, but I would black out and forget that I was the killer. Oh, weird. That is intense. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I can't even, I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. That's insane. That'd make a great movie. Why haven't you called yeah. Netflix yet? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Good. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll write a short I'll watch story it. and do a little script for it. That's right up you our should. alley. Maybe, maybe I'll do that. I, I know. Yeah. That's why I said it. So I, <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. This is coming through. We need to talk about this. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, so we can look at the archetypes in the dreams. And again, the serial killer always felt like I didn't have control. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in the dream, I had a gun that would not discharge charge which was again very interesting because apparently i've i've since made a, a friend who's a cop and he said when i told him we were talking about dreams one night and I, I told him about it he was like that is he's like that's a very um regular reoccurring dream for a policeman or, or a cop or somebody oh. in that in that thing is that they have a gun that will not discharge they need to use their gun and it's not working 
goodness do you think that could be maybe someone's spirit that is like sending you this some like of a police officer that recently died because their gun wouldn't discharge or something maybe or no 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 I I think it's I think it's simply because I'm male I grew up my dad collected guns my grandfather collected Mm. guns and I think it represents a source of power and defense and so my defense mechanism wasn't working every time in the dream wow no no if I were to read from if I were to read someone and I had that dream Mm -hmm. Um, usually within 24 hours of someone scheduling with me, I start to get information about them. Cool. And so I pay attention or in the reading, I'll remember certain things that I had and I'll be like, oh, I had that dream. Oh, I think this was for you. Wow. So yeah, Same. sometimes it that does happen where I would dream a dream for somebody else. That's definitely happened. Oh, wow. If we, me and Liana book an appointment with you same day you will have some horrible dreams so we can apologize <laughs> you're just gonna have really really weird dreams from me that's just just be be prepared to i don't take know some i ha- remember my my goose mud pit dream yeah that know, was dude. weird also I, we're weird oh. my um my psychic woman who blipped her son out of existence but was still screaming it was horrible i have really weird dreams <laughs> i don't we're strange people. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'll just write them down and just send them to you for nighttime reading, and then you can just enjoy. <laughs> I love it. You, yeah, you should just you should just have a podcast where you talk about your dreams. I think that's a good podcast. I think people would listen. Probably, yeah. Why not? So, All I have to do is eat you- weird popcorn before bed or ice cream, and then just weird dreams. <laughs> there you why. go there's the trigger there's the trigger yeah oh my god well it's interesting because a lot of the yogis say they don't dream there are a lot of oh. you know the, the the people say they don't because you know my thought is is there's nothing to process they just go to sleep they don't need to remember it oh, they wow. and then they wake up so so i think oftentimes the dreams are, are processing um you know i still three years after my ex i don't know what this is i realized i didn't finish I didn't finish grieving the mm. end of the relationship because, you know, it's it's the end of a relationship is like a death. So sure. I never I, I, I shoved it aside because I felt very vulnerable and, and I knew I'd go back to this person if if they ever came back and said, I want you in my life and really wrestled for me. I might I might say no. I might say yes and and, and stop saying no. And so recently there's, I felt like there was enough distance. So I have been flooded with dreams of this person um, over the last handful of weeks. And it sometimes it's annoying yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, I want to stop processing whatever this is and move on. But I, I think sometimes that's what it is. It's just processing things um, that need, and to your point, some of them are weird. Some of them don't really make sense, but mm. this person is in them. And I've dreamed more about this person than anyone else in my entire life. Wow. And I'm like, why? Well, you, I also was in the longest relationship with them. And so there was a lot of, you know, so I think there was a lot of processing, a lot of layers um, that also connect back, not just to this person, but also the archetype that this person represented for me um, as an adult through the lens of, if you want to say the inner child. You know, mm-hmm. because I had created this whole idea of what a relationship should be and what I wanted and had spent my whole life looking for it and then found it in this person. But it came with the tower moment, as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> everything. It also it not only did it, you know, bring things together for me, it also ripped me apart. So, yeah. Do you think so, you were really connected to him maybe because you knew him before? I, yeah, absolutely. There were past lives that came through. Um at the mm-hmm. end of our relationship, 
there there were a couple past lives that presented Mm -hmm. and actually in the past life regression um there was one and he he got me killed i got blamed for Ah. something he did and i got hanged and um and so i trusted him and ended up shouldn't trust him but it was funny because i was a horse guy so i (laughs) i took care of horses i loved horses and when I was dying, I was like, yep, what I thought was true, horses are better than people. <laughs> that was what I, I said. We'll always the- sign off on that idea every <laughs> yeah. single time, any past right. life. So, yes. <laughs> that was, like, was like, great. Oh, I horses still- are better than people. <laughs> 100%. All animals are, if I'm being fully honest. But that's yeah, right, right. <laughs> something you and I should do, Liana. We should see if we got hit you up later and we should find out if we've crossed paths with like before you probably we murdered like, me oh probably absolutely <laughs> absolutely I, and I mean, then we repeated it you killed me <laughs> that's what we've been doing i this think whole you time. would know that if that was the karma i think you would know that i think okay, you were good. probably more like sisters i think it was a little more Ooh. benevolent oh my god we i can't so, wait to try all this i think yeah I'm well, all in. <laughs> while we're talking about it why don't you really quickly just uh, tell people what you offer because i i'm looking yeah. at your, your offerings page because it's on your link tree so everybody at uh the country clairvoyant on Instagram and he's got a whole link tree there, but yep. what's on your offering page info. so that people can book you? Yeah. So I do most of my readings right now are more grounded in practicality. I never know if a dead person is going to show up. Mm-hmm. I don't really go after that anymore because I started feeling like I was a circus act. Oh, no. Um, yeah, people, a lot of people will come for mediumship things and, and, and test you, they will test oh. you. And thankfully I passed every time. But apparently with flying that's kind colors. of a lot that kind of messes with you <clears throat> yeah, i can see that yeah. like why am i not good enough yeah. for you <laughs> yeah and sometimes the information that they're seeking has nothing to do with the dead you know yeah. it has to do with something it all well always it has nothing to do with the dead every time it has to do with something they're dealing with now sure. um so um so the dead don't always have to be conjured in order to 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 confront that um but yeah so you know i we a lot of things i i do the two top well the three top readings which they're all kind of interrelated is is like clearing expressive blocks which to me you know we're all here to express ourselves and do these things we do and 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 become our fullest uh, you know potential um, which is again different for everybody. Um, so we talk a lot about that in readings and the relationships because, well, because everything's a relationship. So there's a lot of people that come and talk about. We talk about that, and then we do intuitive astro. I'm I'm not a hardcore astrologer. Um, I know enough to be dangerous. I say <laughs> <laughs> I like um, that so very much. <laughs> um, and uh but i'm intuitive so i can look at your chart and just start downloading stuff it's so weird it's like looking at a tarot spread for me Mm -hmm. so i'm familiar enough with the archetypes and 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 the way things are to start getting information and i am not a fortune teller some people will test that i do sometimes get future events and things come through for that person but again i'm not reliant on it I'm, i'm more reliant on my intention always is what needs to be heard right now that oftentimes points to some kind of healing i like that so ultimately i just i'm the facilitator for some type of healing and a reminder because most of the time all i do for people is confirm things they already know yeah (laughs) that's really cool because sometimes like 
I can tell Erica till she's blue in the face that, um, you know, she's an amazing mom and that she needs to stop doubting herself. But until she pays somebody to hear it from a professional, she's not going to believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Potentially, and she still might not believe me. Even then, I truly, my anxiety will be like but there's a hole in what they said and we're gonna pick it apart (laughs) well well no and good and what we would probably do is address whatever the stories are and whatever the trauma is we would probably go back to the trauma that instigated those voices in your head and then walk through that oh i yes okay this is what (laughs) my answer she'll be calling you later for an appointment please i'm booking it for her so that is that is probably what we would do because most of my readings are trauma informed that seems to be what i well i've been through enough of it i suppose i should know a little bit about it i've learned i've learned a few things um so yeah so i i find from pretty much everyone if we want to call it the expressive block or that that prevents us from from coming into our 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 creativity and our artistry in life to create whatever we're creating whether it's becoming the best mother or whatever um is always some form of trauma something we learned along the way or something we carried from our ancestry or both i'm sure i have both i have always (laughs) always always because we learn what we learn and our parents learn what they learned and their parents learned what they learned. So yeah, it's just, again, people just throwing their trash at us. Oh man. I love Erica, that. You got to clean out your trash. I know <laughs> I'm trying. You're doing okay. a great That's job. Absolutely. I'm sure you are. That's what I say. I say, I just, another thing I do is I just come in and we go into the basement or the attic and we just clean house. Now, I find that the archetypes of Freddy Krueger and Jason <laughs> from Friday the 13th are very, fascinating to me because it's like you can clean out the attic and you wake up the next morning and you go upstairs and everything's back right Mm -hmm. like freddie comes back to life jason comes back (laughs) to life those are great archetypes for our patterns because that's what happens yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you don't kill them what you do is you just keep confronting them over and over again um and then eventually they might not stop but they shrink so you know they they become smaller and smaller so you can just step over the clutter at that point and just go oh it's not in my way yeah you're no no big thing christian that's awesome well thank you for sharing all of this and lovely i know i'm just so excited (laughs) guys we are gonna have to book appointments I, I love you, but I Yay. might want my own appointment, Erica. Sorry, and whatever. Well, we'll no, we don't need my we'll like, relationship to... one too. Oh, cute! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's cute. <laughs> we'll do. We'll, we'll do a few. But Christian, I'm so sorry. Really? I have to go to work, but I'm no so thankful that you joined us. This has been so enlightening and just heartfelt and wonderful so thank you yeah you know it's a good interview when we have pre-questions we wrote out and we only i think i don't even half of one i don't know so us talking to you was wonderful yeah (laughs) we had all these like normal boring questions we even had a icebreaker but actually you know what no ask the icebreaker just for fun to close it out what's your go-to karaoke song oh um I don't know if I'm good at it, but I would probably say, I hope you dance by Leanne Womack. Oh my God. I did not see that coming. I love it. You are country. 
<laughs> and I can't sing it, but I like it. That's okay. That's not the no. important part. It's the heart that goes into but... the singing. It doesn't yeah, but have we to don't do doubt it. that you sell it when you're up there. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm trying to think there's one more, but I can't remember the I fuck. What's the other one? There's another one. That's but always what happens. Suddenly, but yeah. I can never remember yeah. a song. I when we when go to karaoke, there. we can't come up with a damn thing to sing. Anything. Like, I don't know what it is, but no. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Well, <laughs> thank you again. And everybody, please make sure that you're following Christian and that you book an appointment. I'm really excited. I need to do this. Like, <laughs> yeah you find you find me on instagram at the country clairvoyant and on my website thecountryclairvoyant.com so it's it's pretty easy to find me yeah yay all right thank well, you again thank you so Have much wonderful rest of the day yeah yeah thank you you guys as well all right. yay all right, all right thank take you. care guys okay bye-bye all right bye bye